church. Um, so glad that we could gather together uh, online. And just like Sam uh, prayed for us, worship continues, even though uh, we're not able to gather together. Uh, we are going in, in this format for the foreseeable future. And I uh, just want to encourage you as we uh, do this format for the next uh, several weeks, at least, that this is not just a way for us to uh, get the sermon, but you would, uh, in your home, treat this as a, a rhythm, a practice of gathering, as, as Hebrews tells us, to not neglect the assembly uh, together. And so this would not be treated as just another podcast that you uh, play a sermon in the background while you're cooking or while you're trying to do another uh, craft with the kids to keep them occupied, but you would stop down every week and you would watch this. You would, you would uh, join with us in worship and, and singing like we just did. And, and when we pause and we pray, uh, you, would, you would pray with us as well. So these teachings, um, they're going to look uh, different. We're going to treat them differently because we are in just a, a different time. You'll, you'll hear pauses. I'll make breaks and we'll, we'll try to pull it into the home a little bit more with questions and, and things like that. But uh, we're excited about what uh, the Lord is doing. And uh, we're going to continue our study in Acts because, well, uh, why wouldn't we, right? And so if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me to the book of Acts and keep those open. Uh, like Jake mentioned in uh, his intro, we are going to be covering Acts chapters 1 all the way through Acts chapter 8. We're not starting over in Acts, but uh, we wanted to take just a moment and pause and see how providential it has been that the Lord has us in the book of Acts. And if I'm honest with you, and if you're part of the Parks Church, I, I pray that you are sensing and seeing this as well, that if anyone or any church has been set up for a moment like this, it's us, the Parks Church. And so if you're even just peering in or watching from other, some other place, you have another church home, uh, this may be a little bit foreign to you. But if the Parks Church is your faith family, I pray that you realize and recognize what the Lord has been doing seemingly uh, for about the last two years in our faith family. I mean, think about it. 18 months ago, we stopped everything just to pray and to seek the Lord, pausing all groups and studies, everything except our corporate gathering, uh, which is now... Uh, been paused for us. And we just prayed and we just sought the Lord and asked him and, and, and sought him to see what are you wanting to do specifically in our faith family? And he led us to uh, the book of Acts. He led us to praxis groups and what so many of us have been participating in in our, our local community. I also want to encourage you that even just philosophically, the way that the Parks Church has been set up and, and, and theologically with, with our whole intent being to be an Ephesians 4 model of church where we equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, the work of the ministry that looks right now you leading your home in worship and, and us resourcing and equipping you to do this. And so as I surveyed Acts chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, the, the whole study we have done over the last 18 weeks in the book of Acts, I was just overwhelmed by the joy and confidence that comes from seeing how the word of the Lord is preparing us specifically for moments like this. And so what I want us to do together uh, in your home or however you're, you're viewing this is to walk specifically through these chapters. And we won't go chronologically. Next week, we'll, we'll do verse by verse through Acts chapter 9. But I want us to, to look first here at Acts chapter 1. And spend a moment to see um, the perspective and practice that God gives to the scattered church 
and his mission. So that's what we're going to look at this morning, the scattered church and the mission of God. And so let's look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8, which is the thesis verse. And we know this, the theme verse for uh, the book of Acts. And it will say this. So if you have your Bibles, uh, you can read it uh, in that form. But it says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of of the earth. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 tells us this, that Jesus's plan for the advancement of the gospel is the scattering of the church. Jesus tells before he ascends to the right hand of the Father that his plan for the gospel to go out, the message of himself to go out is through scattering, that it will go to the ends of the earth. And so there are three things over these last eight chapters that we've covered in in 18 weeks that I want to highlight as it relates to the scattering of the church. The first is this, um, is that there is two elements to scattering, right? There's, there's the positive scattering where we make the choice to scatter and to go to the ends of the earth. But there's also uh, the, the negative side, I'm calling it, where we're forced to scatter, where there are these moments of persecution and suffering that forces the church to scatter. There are moments like this where our corporate gatherings are paused, where we can no longer come together, but we are scattered throughout this city and in, in, in our homes. And so the three themes... Uh, I want to look at is this is the elements of preparation for scattering the mission of scattering and then ultimately the consequences of scattering and being the scattered church is something uh, that is not new for our conversation in fact back in january in our whole life discipleship series you'll remember week one we talked about the misconception and really the the uh, lack of a healthy view of the church when we have such a high view or a supreme view of the gathered church and not seeing that the majority of our time is meant to live as the scattered body, as the scattered church. And what we're reminded right here in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 is this, that Jesus' plan for the church, the primary way in which the witness of the gospel goes forth, is by the church scattering. And so what does preparation for this look like? I shared that, that we feel like the Lord has been preparing us as a faith family for years for this moment, even preparing us the last eight chapters in Acts for this moment, what have we seen? The first thing we see in preparation for scattering is this, is receiving the Holy Spirit. What is the different elements of preparation for scattering? The first thing and the primary thing is this, back to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Apart from the Holy Spirit, there is, it's impossible to be a faithful church, whether gathered or or scattered. And so we see that receiving the Holy Spirit is critical for the church to advance the gospel. So even more in this time, as we're scattered, as we're in our homes, as we're in these places of of isolation and potentially loneliness, we need to ask that the Lord would continue to fill us with his Holy Spirit. He would uniquely in this season fill us full with his Holy Spirit. And what happens when we ask for that? He does it. And what happens when the Holy Spirit fills us? Well, go in your Bible to Galatians 5 and read that all familiar list of the fruit of the Spirit, right? It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, long-suffering, all of those things that, if I'm honest, right now, most people are running in thin margins with those things. We need the Holy Spirit to fill us. This is something that the Spirit of God does prepare his church in scattering. Second thing I want us to see is this, as we prepare, is that we see the people of God are prepared for scattering by prayer. 
in praying. So if you have your Bibles, go to Acts chapter 2. So the Holy Spirit falls in Acts chapter 2, and then what takes place at the end of Acts chapter 2? You can look at it at verse 42. It says this, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing to the proceeds all as any had need. This is a picture of a faithful community gripped by the Holy Spirit that is preparing. They didn't know what lied ahead for them in terms of persecution. They didn't know what lied ahead for them in terms of scattering, much like what we're walking through right now. We had no idea a week ago that we would be potentially all quarantined to our homes. They were preparing. How were they preparing? The first thing, if you can, Keith, go back to that, was the Holy Spirit. The second thing was this. They were a people devoted to prayer. In this time, we must double down on ourselves seeking the presence and face of God. And I know that may seem like the, the trite or, or, or Christian response to how we deal with this time. But hear me. Prayer is only trite if you don't believe it's powerful. And we as a community of faith believe in the power of prayer. We believe that God has answered and is answering our prayers over the last months and years as a church to bring renewal, to bring all these things that only he can do. And he's using moments like this. And so I would challenge you as you're in your home, as you're together with your spouse or with your your roommates, as you're alone, quiet yourself more often than you do and seek God. The third thing in preparing we see is that they received the apostles' teaching. Right? That, that the early church in preparation for scattering and going out is that they were, they were digging into the word and the teaching of the apostles. For us, it looks like the word of God. It, it looks like us continuing to be faithfully in the word, utilizing the reading plans, utilizing uh, different resources and, and platforms for us to continually quiet ourselves and our anxious fears with the word of God. Next, we see that, that they were preparing by breaking bread. By they, they were literally sharing meals together. And I know some of you get, get nervous on that moment in this season, in that day and age. But, but, but this was different back then. This, this looked entirely different. And, and most scholars believe that breaking bread meant, meant taking communion together. So we challenge you in your homes, even though we can't gather corporately and take communion together, that you would take communion with your family, right? You would lead in that. You would lead in taking the cup and taking the bread. And in fact, next week, Lord willing, in our teaching, we'll take communion uh, together. Next, uh, we see in preparation, fellowshipping, all right? And, 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 And again, we're talking a little bit now, fellowshipping is really hard. Right. This social distancing thing and, and all of that, like that, that's really hard. But let's look at what really is taking place here. It says that they had all things in common. Back to your Bible, Acts chapter two, and then all the way over to Acts chapter four. We've read these things before. We've studied these things before. It says this in verse 32. Now, the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. So part of preparing our hearts to be a faithfully scattered church is understanding this in fellowship. That nothing we have is ours. That every resource we have, we're open-handed with to share. But it wasn't just our tangible resources that we have, but it was also our mind. 
That our fellowship or our unity together, even as the scattered church, is this, that we are of one mind and one heart. That we have a common understanding as believers in Christ of what the mission of God is that we're going to talk about here in a second. And, and, and you can read Acts chapter 5 if you want. I'm going to leave this for the home study to find out God's response when people hoard or hold back. Right? Just go ahead and read that. Next one. Suffering and persecution, elements that prepare us to be a faithfully scattered church. We see this in the book of Acts. We have seen it time and time again that both this is the cause and purpose in scattering, right? That that there are these moments where the pressure of the world comes against these apostles and these new believers, that, that it is the catalyst to which they went out, right? But it was also how it prepared them because it forces the point. And what point is that? Either they will endure and actually witness or they won't. And so as Sam and Jake both have already said, that it's, it's moments like this that, that kind of pull the tide back on the church. They pull the tide back to reveal as believers whether we truly believe what we say and what we pray and what we sing about or we don't. Right? Like we, we sing all the time about interfering and interrupting God. We, we, we say all the time, Lord, here's my schedule. I submit, I sacrifice all of this to you. But really, like what happens in these moments reveal really our heart. And so here's what I want to do. We're going to pause and, and a question is going to come on your screen and there's going to be a countdown of one minute. I want you and your family or you individually to think through and answer this question about what we just talked through in Acts. And then I'll be right back to continue teaching uh, through Acts. All right, so I hope you discuss that with uh, your family or you process that uh, uh, individually. So let's jump back to Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 8, as we answer the next question about how do we faithfully uh, scatter the church and looking at the mission of God. We want to ask the question now, what is the mission of the scattered church given to us by Jesus? And it's, it's right here in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Now, we have made no uh, hints about it that the purpose of the church is to what? Be a witness of Jesus Christ. So that is the point of the scattered church. That's the point of the gathered church. That's the point of you individually, us corporately, is to witness to Christ. So here, though, in this witness, what we have seen in the book of Acts through these last eight chapters is this. There's two components to witnessing to Jesus. And the first one is this, and maybe the most obvious because it's in 
all eight chapters is that it is about proclaiming, verbally proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. We see that in every chapter. The second part, though, that's interesting about the scattered church and the witness of the scattered church is this, that we are to embody and we are to uh, be about restorative work. Okay, so if you have your Bible, go to Acts chapter three. This is when the lame beggar is healed, right? The apostles lay their hands on him and he walks and he gives testimony to the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ or other places like we highlighted in Acts chapter two or in Acts chapter four, where it looks less like signs and wonders, but it's more of this idea of the community of faith being tangibly the hands and feet of Christ as a witness to the watching world of them sharing their their things, of them sharing uh, bread and breaking bread in homes, sharing resources and not hoarding things. It looks like tangible, restorative work where we see truly as Jesus prays in the Lord's prayer that the kingdom of of God would come, that the kingdom of heaven would come on earth as it is in heaven. And so Acts is is embodying this. The, The scattered church is meant to embody the restorative work that Jesus does in and through his community. So the witness is twofold for the scattered church. It is proclamation and it is restorative work. What a timely message for us as a faith community, as a a local church. There are so many opportunities for us to tangibly demonstrate the restorative power of Jesus Christ. And so that's this next question I want you and your family to walk through for the next minute, asking about what restorative work can we be a part of? So here's the final question we will look at this morning is this. What are the consequences when the church scatters? What have we seen already at this point in chapters one through eight in the book of Acts? Well, the first thing we see is this. And and, and the most important thing we could see that when the church faithfully scatters, this is an inevitable consequence. People are saved as the mission of the scattered church is fulfilled, that we witness to Jesus both by proclaiming and living restorative work embodied in us. People come to a saving knowledge of faith over and over and over again. We see the faithful proclamation of the gospel, the faithful empowered witness by the Holy Spirit. People come to salvation. It says that that thousands were saved or the last teaching that we went through in Acts chapter eight together here corporately was this, that the salvation of one man, an Ethiopian eunuch was 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 accomplished through the spirits working through Philip and through that Ethiopian eunuch took it back. The message of the gospel back scattering 
to Ethiopia, which at that time was the ends of the earth. The second consequence we see of a faithful church scattering is this, that there is restoration. Back to the question we just looked at in being a faithful witness scattered is that there is restorative work that happens in and through the church. And in these signs and these miracles and these wonders, listen, they were all happening as a way to validate the gospel of Jesus Christ. May, 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 may the Lord validate the gospel of Jesus Christ in our day again through signs and miracles. But the more normative action is us believers embodying the way of Jesus together, loving people tangibly. Third, let's look at this as another consequence is that we see the people of God uh, repenting as well. This isn't just repentance uh, for salvation, but this is also the people of God humbling ourselves before the Lord and what he's doing and showing as a consequence when we faithfully scatter uh, throughout uh, our area. And so lastly, we see this, and this is where I want to land for just a second, is that we see in a faithful scattering, we see a clarifying of purpose that we see back like in Acts chapter 1, 8, that the plan of God for the witness of his son, Jesus Christ, to go out is the scattering of, of the church is clarifying to our purpose. Listen, church, for far too long, we have relied on corporate gatherings. We have relied on institutions of the church or, or the quote-unquote professionals to, to, to give us the marching orders, to tell us what to do, to lean in the, to them and, and, and not be people who actively pursue the way of Jesus individually. And yes, we need to do it corporately. But we've leaned into the wrong thing, losing clarity. Jake said it. Sam said it, right? We pray that during this time of, of let's be honest, a forced slowdown, a forced scattering of the church, if you will, that there would be a clarifying of purpose. I mean, we, we can no longer doubt um, the disruptive power that the coronavirus has caused on all of us in some way or, or, or another, right? And the threat of this virus is, is seemingly not going away anytime soon, and it's changing how we do almost everything, Right. Day in and day out. I mean, stadiums are, are empty that typically during this time would be full during March Madness. Our, our rhythms, they're they're all upside down. Everything has been disrupted. Streets at Times Square are are empty and, and eerily vacant. Everything is at a halt. Um, this is consistent. Church, this is consistent with what God does in the scriptures. That God oftentimes disrupts the rhythms of the world as a means of spiritual awakening or of clarity. You see, I'm not predicting that a, a revival is going to happen per se. But we have asked the Lord to bring renewal in our lives and in our church and in our community. And the Lord, throughout the pages of Scripture, has, has, has disrupted governments, has, has, has seen that, that famines come or, or other places where, where fear comes to people, right? Because they've leaned on the wrong thing. They've lost the clarity of the mission that God has given them, the heart that God has given them. And what happens in those moments to the true church is that they return. They repent and come back to the Lord in faith, that this resistance and this disruption, we are longing for the Lord to bring to us a clarity of what he is doing. We are not presuming to know, but we're asking that he brings us a heart that is consistent with his in any way he sees fit. And the last thing is this, as it relates to clarity of purpose. 
is that our worship, church, our worship must direct and lead. And by worship, I mean our way of living and talking and speaking must direct a frightened world to a sovereign and good God. That's our confidence, church. That's our hope. That's what we see and read all throughout the pages, but particularly in the book of Acts, that there was one place in persecution, there was one place in suffering that the apostles and the early church pointed, and that was to the goodness and faithfulness of Jesus. You see, wherever we are, whether we're gathered corporately or we're scattered, our worship is a powerful proclamation Not that coronavirus will win, but that Jesus already has. And that's not a cliche statement. I say that to encourage my own heart this morning. If I'm honest, I found myself this week waffling between being very nervous and having a strange excitement. If I'm honest, the nervousness comes from a revelation that oftentimes I lean more into the rhythms and the patterns and the habits of this world as my comfort, as my source of security than Jesus. You see, there's a strange excitement on the other side that I just said, because God in his grace is giving us a moment to notice those things, the things that I lean into and away from him in giving us grace to repent and to believe and to trust. Church, we have an opportunity here. Let's not miss it. I love what Eugene Peterson says, the way he paraphrases Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3. It says this. Hill, meaning God, will show us the way he works so we can live the way we're made. Church, that's what we're praying for us individually, for us corporately, for our community, our nation, our world, that God may show us his ways so that we might understand the way he has made us and who he has made us to be. Let's pray together. Father, we bow our heads and we bow our hearts in homes in places and spaces gathered throughout this community. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you might fill the Parks Church with more of you, that there would be a power and an authority that comes from a humility of understanding who we are. There would be a grace and a mercy. There would be a sharing. There would be a care and a concern for one another, and for our community that is foreign to the watching world. Oh Lord, I thank you for the preparation you have done in our church and in our hearts. Oh God, may may it give way to faithful obedience and living. May we face the fears and the unknowns with the confidence that our God is sovereign, that he is good, and that he is in control. And Lord, we ask that you might show us what you are doing in our lives individually, in our lives at home, and in the life of our church. Oh God, you are disrupting so that we might have clarity of who you are. Give us that vision. Give us that sight, I pray, this week 
for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Again, if you need anything at all, reach out to us as elders, as praxis leaders, as a team. We are here for you. We love you, church, and uh, we'll gather together again soon. Love you all.